What's up, everybody? You're on the Bulletproof Mafia, and I'm Michael Munsterman. Bulletproof, bulletproof. Built tougher than your average ultimate hustler. I'm the total package, bulletproof. I know you see me in your scope. I'm the captain of the ship. You just a sailor with a boat. Bulletproof. Built tougher than your average ultimate hustler. I'm the total package, bulletproof. I know you see me in your scope. I'm the captain of the ship. You just a sailor with a boat. Bulletproof. <laughs> that felt good. It's been seven months since we posted a podcast. And in the last seven months, the world went to shit. A pandemic, uh, a po the, the political climate, the racial climate, everything is just crazy sauce. And so for my own safety, I, I made a conscious decision. I, I didn't want to get on here. I'm way too opinionated in way too many areas. And, and I had a conversation with the dude. I got a phone call from a guy not very long ago, and he said, hey, I need to talk to you. Would you please talk to me? And at the end of it, he said, I just want you to know that the reason I reached out to you is because of your podcast. And so there was a, there was a section in that conversation that I had with him. He's a good dude. I care about the guy. And in fact, um, I grew up under the same roof as him. He's, he's a, a stepbrother. He's, we, you know, we... Uh, his dad married my mom when we were little kids and, and we were raised up under the same house. And so when he reached out to me, like, I'm not going to tell you what that conversation was about, but he just, he said it was because of the podcast that I reached out to you. And so, um, I want to share that with you. And then, uh, I, you're going to get more episodes because this is important. The mission's important. If you've never listened to the Bulletproof Mafia before, here's the thing. It's about bulletproofing your life. Now, that could be your money. That could be your marriage. It could be your physicality. Whatever the area of your life is that you're like, man, there's this thing. Listen to this and think, how can I take what I picked up from this podcast and apply it to another area of my life? And if you get something from the podcast, my only ask is, would you tell somebody? Like, if, if, if this helps you, if you can see a place that applies, somebody says, hey, what are you listening to these days? What do you got going on? What audio book? What, whatever. Hey, hit them up. Bulletproof Mafia with Michael Munsterman. It's on iTunes. It's on Spotify. Or you can just check it out. Uh, Podcast.michaelmunsterman.com. Now, to it. Every episode normally starts the same, and it's this. It's, what's up, everybody? You're on the Bulletproof Mafia, and I'm Michael Munsterman. Today's episode, Protect the Queen. So, I'm talking about the queen, but I'm going to tell you what I'm really talking about. I'm talking about the game of chess. Now, I don't know... I'm not a master chess player. I'm going to tell you something. You've heard me talk about the great, the wonderful, the magnificent, the Eames. He's, uh, he's the guy behind the camera. He's the creative sauce behind so many of my posts and video edits. And dude's just been instrumental in so many things that I do. His, his real name's Philip Jackson. Search him up on Facebook. Him up. He's a good dude. But um, he is a freaking chess master. I say this because he beat me. I don't know if that really makes him a master, but I said to him one day, I'm like, hey, do you know how to play chess? Oh, I'm really good at chess. Now, Phil is not modest. <laughs> if Phil's good at something, he tells you, you, you're a good musician. I'm a great musician. I'm going to kill it. All right, cool. But so when he said, I'm great at chess, I'm like, oh, I can still beat him. So I'm like, all right, well, let's play chess. Phil is good at chess. <laughs> he checked me like the checkmate was quick. It was very he made it look very easy and he kind of clowned on me and laughed at me the whole way. But here's what I like about the game of chess. The game of chess is played strategically. If you sit down at a at a at a the game of chess against somebody who knows how to play, 
you quickly discover that if you play chess the way you play checkers, one move at a time, you will get beat. And to take it a step further, if you're a real good checkers player, you think two or three moves ahead and you're setting up that old double jump. You know what I'm talking about. You get that double jump. You're like, yeah, look at me. I'm the best. A double jump in chess isn't shit. Like you're thinking about different players that move different ways for very specific purposes. And I want to share my perspective when it comes to the game of chess as it pertains to our life. Because when it comes to this element, this game of chess, I feel like I'm a fucking chess master. And it's when it comes to the relationship of the queen and the king. You see, in the game of chess, the king is the all-powerful, almighty, like, you can't kill a king. You can't get in close proximity of the king and take him out. What I mean by that is a little pawn can't walk up straight to the king and, and attack him. Another king can't kill a king. You have to, to kill a king, you've got to kill him from a direction he doesn't see coming. In other words, one of the one of the players have to come from a from a far attack and, and kind of fly. Like, I don't want to get too specific here, but bottom line is the king's a powerful motherfucker. He's just a tough dude. But he's not the strongest player on the board. Here's the craziest thing about this. The queen is the strongest player on the board. Now, I want to tell you a, a quick story before I come back to the game of chess. So let's pocket that for a second. We're thinking about chess and how, how to play the game. I went to this event out in uh, a really cool event. I'm going to hit these guys up. It's, it's Spartan 7. If you check them out, Dan Srill is the, the founder of this event. It's, it's totally, it's a badass group of guys to know. They're phenomenal at what they do. But here's what they do. They basically take high-performance individuals into high-performance situations. They're all Navy SEALs. So for us, we went to a really cool place. It's called, uh, it's called Shaw Shooting. Uh, it's south of Boise. And when you go out there, they teach you, you know, tons of cool shit. And mostly the guys that show up are, are, are all high-performing businessmen. And there were a couple badass women that came. And the coolest part about the events out at Shaw with, with Spartan 7 was this. There was, there was this moment where one of the guys looked at one of the females. Her husband uh, wasn't there, but her husband's business partner was. They own a real estate company. They're doing cool shit out in Colorado. And, and somebody reached out. And, and said to her, tell us why you're here and what you hope to get out of it. And she started to talk. And, and when she poured into the conversation, it was, well, here's what I do at home. Here's what I do at night. Here's what I do in the morning when I wake up. Here's what I, and, and when she started talking about the sacrifices that she made, she, she began to weep. She started to break down a little bit. And it was heart-wrenching for every man there. Any guy that was paying attention to her we didn't see that she was weak or that there wasn't. We saw that she was fucking powerful. And that what she did for her babies, she took seriously. It was her job that she would have crushed any fucking guy in the world that tried to come at her to protect those kids. My wife's the exact same way. Selflessly getting up and doing what has to be done day in and day out. And every man in there felt a higher obligation on the other side of her conversation to protect their wives a little bit more. It was a cool moment and probably one of the most memorable moments I'll have at that event. Just opening up and sharing with, with like-minded people is just so powerful to begin with anyway. And so then it's, it, it was kind of clandestine that 
almost immediately after the event, I get this phone call from my stepbrother. He reaches out to me. He's like, dude, I, I need to talk to you and I don't know where else to go. And so he spilled like tons of information on me and, and he started to talk to me. And, and I said, you know, dude, I've got this buddy that in business, he's notorious for saying this, this statement that he's, that I'm getting ready to say, if the King doesn't rise, the kingdom dies. If the king doesn't rise, the kingdom dies. And as he was talking, I said that to my brother, and, and here's what he said. He start, like he, he's, it doesn't matter. He spun something else. He went a different direction. I said, no, 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 no. I need you to come back to where I was. I said, I need you to come back, and I need you to hear something. Because here's what's happening in your world right now. You're living inside of a place of fiction. Stories running in your head here are depreciating your your value as a man, as the man, as the king on the board. You're the fucking king. The whole game circles around you. Like, see, that's the king's, like, look, all of these soldiers are going forward to attack the other king. But that's not the queen's role. The queen can put the fear of God into the adversary, but her role is not to attack. Her role is to protect her king. And this woman selflessly sacrifices herself again and again and again and again to protect the king. But here's the problem. Some of you guys aren't acting like kings. You're acting like fucking jokers. The way you operate in your home isn't that of a king. You're not a warrior going to battle. You're a drone going to, to I mean, you're a pawn. Two moves ahead on the first move, that's your biggest sprint. Then after that, it's one at a time and you're pretty fucking tunneled straight ahead. You don't have many more tricks in your bag than that first little sprint to win people's affection. And then after that, you're all out of tricks. If you're not familiar with the game of chess, I just described the pawn. And so, like, the saddest part is this woman who was burying herself, like, she doesn't have a husband who's a joker. She's got to do, I haven't met him, but just in talking with his business partner and, and hearing how other people who did know him talked about him, like, this dude's a producer. He's a badass business guy like doing big things it's cool shit so this is a protected queen who's showing this much vulnerability and this much strength but here's the thing some of you dudes are squashing the fucking person in your world who is equipped to give you the most power your queen and some of you guys kind of chuckle and think it's corny when a guy refers to his queen at his house. But the thing is, is that we're the ones chuckling because our marriages are on fire. Our life is on fire. Our kids are empowered. Our businesses are soaring because without the jet fuel of the queen, without her running across the board, sacrificing every fucking day, you know, this is what happens. A guy comes home and says, I worked all day. Dude, I've said that. Who the fuck cares? You, what do you think? She just sat on her ass? And what if she did? What if she did? Like, it doesn't matter. That woman has sacrificed for you. You got kids? Look at what she sacrificed. You had a little bitty role to what she gave up for her life. When it comes to your career as a producer, as an entrepreneur, how many late nights has she sat there so you could vent? How many times have you come home and bitched about your boss and she just takes it? She carries that. A pain, a pain shares a pain divided, right? She gives that to you and you split it. And you treat her like what? When is the last time, if I could grab your wives, like this is the saddest part about it. 
99.9% of marriages are stagnant because it takes a very direct effort from somebody to pursue their wife after they've been married for a long period of time. Like literally I'm on day three of date nights in a row. I'm like, where can, where's somewhere else I can take my wife that she's going to have a great time that I can just say, thank you for because Look, when I saw that, it was a reminder. I'm at this event and I had this aha moment where it's like, holy shit. Like, look, taking care of our queens has to be an intentional decision. And it's bigger than just making them feel good. It's bigger than shielding them. So, like, one of the things that I do, in fact, I'm going to tell you a couple things that I do. One of the things that I do is every single day, at some point in my day, I send her just a text message that says, look, I freaking love you. You're amazing. Here's something that's special about you. If I don't do that, I call her and say it. Sometimes I'll email her, like just to mix it up and see if she finds it. I'll, I'll slide into her DMs. Now, Phil told me earlier I have gray hair, so I shouldn't even know what the fuck that is. Look at me, Phil. <laughs> he just turned 30 yesterday, so he's chasing fast behind me. Yeah, you mad? <laughs> you should see his face right now. But here's the thing. Um, sorry about that. <laughs> I'm digressing a little bit. But I'm actively pursuing her. So that's thing one that I do. Here's thing two that I do. When I come home, I don't talk about my day. My wife isn't my bitch session. All I do when I go home and complain about my day or the people in my day or my business or this headache or that headache is I just burden her with shit that she doesn't need to be burdened with. She's worried about a mountain of shit that supports me and helps me and takes care of our home and, and our puppies and our children and our, our life. So I'm just, I'm, I'm saying this to you because that's the first thing that I do. Whenever I, whenever I go home, I'm about being at home. I'm about being there with her. I'm about asking her how her day was. Her day could be uneventful as shit. She's going to recount every single move she made. And for you guys out there, you know that when you ask your wife, how was your day, sweetheart? You get a laundry list. Here's exactly how my day was. I woke up at exactly 6.53 a.m. and this and this and this and this and this. And, and think about it. How many of you right now are thinking, oh, I know a man that just is, ugh. Well, you're right. Except for she's interested in it. And so intentionally, I listen, no matter how long the story is, I listen, here's what her day was like, here's what she's got going on in her mind. And I learn a little bit more about how she operates. It helps me better communicate with her, but I never burden her with the shitty parts of my day. Do I tell her about the wins? Absolutely. If there's a big loss and she has to know, I tell her, but I don't let her see me shake. There's not a moment when I'm operating with my queen that she sees me quiver or waver or shift in the wind. Like, that doesn't happen. I'm a fucking king. And my kingship inside of my kingdom requires that I am the guy that the game spins around. You see, because here's what's happening in so many of your worlds. Your queen is moving forward. She's sacrificing for you. And she looks back and sees a joker. And she thinks, why the fuck am I doing this? She doesn't say that to you, not for a long, long time. Think about how often she has to look back disappointed before she'll speak up. Because she, it's embedded in her. The way that the queen operates is from a place of sacrifice. These women give up everything. It's designed that way. In a world where they talk about like systematic whatever, like look, systematically the wife's role in common America is to give up everything. The first thing she starts with is her last name. She steps under the umbrella of your kingdom. 
inside of that step, she takes on you as the king. Now, hey, modern America, cool, you do you. But at the same time, she still took your name. You're still the husband. You're still the protector. You are the sword and the shield. You have to be willing to do whatever it takes to provide and protect for your kingdom and be willing to cut somebody's face off if they interfere with that, if they threaten that. But she looks back and she sees somebody juggling shit like a PlayStation or their newest toy or their buddies or getting drunk. Pick your fucking ball. But they're juggling something and what, it, what they're not doing is holding that sword, holding that shield. You break away and you make shitty comments to her. You talk down to her. You make fun of her to other people. I heard that this week and somebody was talking about it and they're like, man, I, she's, I, I said to this girl, I said, I said, look, um, so what actually a bankrupt came in and she was just talking about, she's getting married before long and she's kind of frustrated that he took so long to ask. And, and I said, whoa, 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 like think about what's getting ready to happen. You're getting ready to be the queen inside of his kingdom. You can't talk like that. You should never say something negative about that guy. And she goes, well, he doesn't act like a king. And I said, and he never will until you start acting like a queen. And a queen would never talk shit on a king. And a king would, per and, and in that, she goes, you know what? And that's funny you say that. You're right. And I've been doing some stuff lately that I probably, and, and she went on this tangent. She's like, I shouldn't do that. Oh, and you know something else I probably shouldn't do? I, I probably shouldn't. Um, I probably should let him be the man and fix things that he's like, he just this morning, my car was messed up and he said, well, it's probably the battery. And I didn't believe him. And I called my old boss, who's also a man. And my old boss is like, it's probably the battery. And she goes, and I believed him, but I didn't believe the guy that I'm going to marry. And you, you see, it's kind of a two way street here a little bit, but here's what has to happen. You have to root yourself as the king before you'll be treated like one. There has to be a chicken before the egg in this conversation. And you're the big cock. Just stand there. Own that shit. I'm the king. This is my kingdom. This is how I operate. These are the things that I'm willing to do. And these are the things that I'm willing not to do. These are the things that are negotiables. These are the things that are non-negotiables. And I could go a long time on this. I think you get it. Like, look, you need to stop recognizing your wife as just some random chick that you married because she settled for you. This nonsense about I married up. Oh, look at me. I'm lucky. That's bullshit. Same for her. He married up. Don't say that shit. Like it takes both players to win at the game. But it's not just you. Your ability to execute and crush this life is going to be directly proportionate to how protected you are at your six. This is behind you. She's got to be willing to protect her king, but you've got to act like it. You can't juggle these foolish balls anymore. You got to take the jester hat off and get your ready stance. You've got to get your sword. You've got to get your shield and you've got to protect your shit. Your kids need to see you operate this way now. More than ever, our fucking country is upended and in this crazy place that it's in, we need families who see this guidance from their protector. We need kids to see that their moms aren't talking shit about their dads behind their back because their dads aren't giving their mom shit to talk about. Let me tell you what happens when you put your wife on a pedestal and you treat her like a queen. She can't say you're treating her shitty. You message her every day and tell her something else that you appreciate about her. She can't say you talk down to her. 
You provide and protect. She doesn't have shit to say. Oh, my husband's such a fucking dickhead. You know what? He pays these bills. <laughs> he protects the kids. And he loves me unconditionally. And when, when I'm wiling the fuck out, he's my rock. I promise you, you will have women at your doorstep wanting to take notes to take back to their husbands. This is a needed conversation. There are dudes building entire companies around men and women who don't know how to operate together, teaching them basic shit. They don't need that. They need this episode, this one episode. And the words of my friend, if the king doesn't rise, the kingdom dies. And when the king rises... And the woman who's doing all of that sacrificing looks back and sees you rise. It's amazing because you like, look, a little bit more raw than some of you are used to, but you see a bad bitch come out of the ashes and that woman will cut somebody's face off for you. Like there's nothing these women won't do for their Kings, but you watch, you play around and act like a joker and she will leave. You, your kingdom will fucking die and you will be in ruins and you'll be crying and you'll be scratching your head trying to figure out what the fuck happened. You let yourself go physically. You stop because, and and she thinks you don't want to have sex with her or do whatever because there's something wrong with her, but really you're just down on you. You're not producing at your work. She's not giving you the empowerment you need. Look, it's on you. Go produce and come back so that you have that confidence to stride into your castle like a king. My wife said to me one time, she's like, do you want to downsize and get a smaller house? I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. Like, I'm going out to battle every fucking day. When I get home, I want to walk into my palace. I want to walk into my castle. I don't want to move into something smaller to save a couple bucks. Why? That doesn't make any sense. You're my queen. I want you to live in a palace. And this is the mindset that you have to have. You have to switch the way you think about this. It'll alter the way that you look at your wife forever. And it'll alter the way that she looks at you. I'm not going to go any further. I just want you to let this soak in. Because I could loop the same fucking thing over and over again. And some of you guys aren't going to get it. But you have to get it. This shit's important. Savvy. Average, ultimate hustler. I'm the total package, bulletproof. I know you see me in your scope. I'm the captain of the ship. You just a sailor with a boat. Bulletproof. Built tougher than your average, ultimate hustler. I'm the total package, bulletproof. I know you see me in your scope. I'm the captain of the ship. You just a sailor with a boat. Bulletproof.